Combat divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. It's your girl T Jizzle. Okay, (laughs) your girl Tanisha B. (laughs) Already, we are back, (laughs) back, 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 back for another episode. Hey, and on today, well, I'll let Tanisha B introduce our well, special would, guest. Okay. I would proudly like to introduce my cousin, oh. Chanel Robinson. She's an entrepreneur. She's an author. And she's been married for about, what, eight, four, about, about eight years now? It'll be eight years next month. Right. Wow. And she will be joining us in our discussion about evolution of marriage. So I'm totally pumped to see... All the things that come out because I'm interested. I'm the I'm the single one, so I'm surrounded by these married ladies. So I'm very interested to see what comes with this. Thanks so. for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. And this conversation comes up um, a lot in my circles and probably Chanel too, where I'm one of the only married people kind of in my circle. So we I, we end up getting on these topics of you know how you got married, why you got married, why your man do this, you know why do men act this way. So on and so forth, and but it, it, there's an evolution. Like there's parts to uh, marriage that that you know that you need to grow and, and move forward. And I think a lot of that is based on tradition. A lot of it's based on you know uh, monarchy. So on and so forth. So we're gonna attempt to unravel some of that, and let's get down to the nitty gritty. Chanel, how long have you been married? Um, eight years. Eight years. Oh, you just told us that. Sorry. Yeah, July <laughs> eight years yeah. next month. And I would have been married. Okay, so it was 2015. Oh. So, and I remember because I was, so that's, uh, it's 2019. No, I'm right. joking. I'm care, joking. It's four care, years. One. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married four years. And it's, it's a short amount of time because it flew by. But I'm, I'm, ex- I'm still excited to be married. I'm still in the honeymoon phase, I think. And, uh. It it has been a process though. Even in a small amount of time, it has been some evolution involved. Okay. So our first question on the docket is Tanisha. So Bates. I was, why do people get married? Why do people get married? So who want to tackle this first? I mean, I I got some background knowledge. I think on on why do people get married, and uh, Chanel gonna come and rap to us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just just a little background. I mean the the earliest institution of marriage was pretty much during the Mesopotamian uh, time era where people would make contracts, right, to, to get married. But it was all for power. So, you know, I, yeah, you can marry my daughter, and so now we could be alliances and we could take over whatever kingdom. And that's pretty much why people got married back then. And I think power is still a reason why people get married. You know, it, it still has something to do with it. Um, I don't know if love came to play way down the line mm-hmm. when people actually got married for love. Okay. And sometimes, again, today, we still don't get married for love sometimes. It's for you know, security, protection, comfort, and things of that nature. Because we look for different things in marriages. Like, men most of the time look for, not most of the time, sometimes. Okay. You know, look for, you know, somebody to, to settle with, have kids with, to, you know, be uh, the strength behind the scenes, so to speak. And a lot of women get married for security reasons. Like, can you take care of me? Can you, you know, take care of home? Can you protect me? And so on, so on okay. and so forth. So, Chanel? 
Well, for all you Beyonce fans out there, (laughs) when they sent me this question, why do people get married? Um, The first thing I thought of was the song Flawless. Um, And when the Nigerian novelist said, We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I'm expected to aspire to marriage. I'm expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. A marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? And when I hear that, you know, for me, I think we get married because society tells us to. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, Tiff, you just went into the history, but <clears throat> for many reasons, you know, people do get married for love, for partnership, um, emotional stability, financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it's all said and done, it's for society acceptance. I think it's another box we check. You know, you graduate from high school, you graduate from college, mm-hmm. you find the love of your life, mm-hmm. and then that next box is you get married. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that. I mean, you're right. And it's, it could be just a societal norm. Uh, I mean, I believe in an institution of marriage. Don't get me wrong. But that is true that we go through these little phases that we have to go through in life so we can be socially accessible. It's like, oh, okay, now you're a civilized human being. You, you've checked yeah. all the boxes, you're married, and so great, you know? And, and then they're proud of you. It oh, you got married. That. That's amazing. <laughs> it reminds me, though, of what I said, the, the hashtag marriage is when the people are like, oh, hashtag, it's team us. It's like sometimes yeah. it's for like, just for, what is that, for the clout. It just right. it just seems like <laughs> something cool to be a part of just to say, it's like a, to say I'm grown. Yeah, I'm grown. I'm in my adulthood. This is what comes next. You know, yeah. first come love, then come baby. And I mean, not first love, love, then come marriage. And the baby girl. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? Oh, Some people say, talking hey. about their own life. <laughs> well, sometimes it just don't happen in order. But I mean, that's <laughs> how the song go. The little nursery rhymes, you know, love, marriage, baby carriage. Look, first of all, don't put my business. Out. <laughs> Say it might have been a Freudian slip. I, mean, I don't know. It was, just, it, it was, it was a slip. But I mean, well, anyway, <laughs> this, this is not necessarily just... focused on me. We, you know, we talking about <clears throat> anywho. Okay, so since you talked about why people get married, why did you get married, Chanel? Okay, if you would ask me this question seven or eight years ago when I first got married. Um, my response would have been very fairy tale. Um, I got married because I was head over heels in love. You know, I couldn't imagine being without my husband, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> but after eight years of personal growth um, and better understanding the institution of marriage, um, it probably goes something like this for me. I met my husband my senior year of college. Um, I was only 21 years old. Uh, we had dated for four years before he proposed. Um, and when, within those years for me, um, I just noticed how patient he was with me. Um, he was the first man who taught me how to give love. <clears throat> um, he also taught me how to receive love. Um, and I can't speak for everybody else, but I grew up in tough love. Mm. So, you know, I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to have healthy arguments. I didn't know how to give my complete heart because I was always waiting for the disappointment. Mm. Um, when is he going to hurt me? When is he going to leave me? Mm-hmm. And he never did. 
So when he did propose, um, I knew he was, you know, the one, the quote unquote one. Mm. And I wanted to marry um, a person that would love me in my best and my worst moments. Um, and he kept showing me over and over again that he would. And for me, that was enough for me. So that's nice. why I got married. Well, that was uh, almost poetic. I, I, <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> I mean, so when I when I originally, well, dating my husband, we, it's not like we dated for a long ass time either, mm-hmm. but dating my husband, I felt that I needed someone that, well, this is background. I was always ripping and running and taking care of other people. Okay, that was just my MO as a person. Like, I felt like I needed to save everybody, and I was ripping and running, just take care of everybody, take care of everybody, to the point where I would be so, I would just be a rag doll sometimes by the end of the month or in the end of the day. And I really needed somebody to pour into me versus me continuing to pour into other people. And my husband was one of the first people to pour or to see behind all the you know, smiles and the ripping and running and the helping everybody to see that I needed help and I needed somebody to just be there, just hear me out, just a ear. And um, that's really how he got me. I mean, that's the first date, that's how he got me. Bow! <laughs> and I was, I was ready. I knew, the, I knew on our first date that I wouldn't be with anybody else. And uh, it, I mean, it, it came to pass, but at, for that time, I needed support. Right. Okay. And I, I, I fell in love with him through that support. Because I needed somebody unwavering. And every, a lot of people in my life at that time and growing up, I had a lot of instability and a lot of, you know, you know, dad and mom went together. And, you know, dad was kind of doing his own thing. He loved me, but it was what it was. And then I grew up with a lot of guys. So I grew up with my brother and them. And, you know, they was, they was dogs. So I didn't want nobody like them. And uh, <laughs> no offense, you know, you know free risal. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so after, you know, seeing all that and seeing how people got dogged and stuff like that, I knew that could not be me. And I was so guarded. And I had, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty lovable person. So, you know, I, I always joke with my friends and say, you know, ain't nobody never dated me that didn't fall in love with me. It's just that mm. I didn't reciprocate that love all the time. Because a lot okay. of, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been proposed to it. And I'm not saying it in a cocky way. It's mm. just that me and really? usually... I, I mean, cocky, like, okay. Like it ain't like I got some. Oh, you know, what I mean? I, I, I've I never got was my the five fifty little rings. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. I'm the shit, and I know it. That's all good. No, it's good. Go ahead. He, go. My husband was my first proposal. <laughs> I would say that, but it was the first time I said yes. Okay. And uh, not I, again. You had to ruin that for me, Tanisha. Well, I didn't ruin. I wasn't it. cocky or nothing. It was I mean, just, you know, I just ain't never met a nigga. Ain't fell in love with me. That's I'm all. just saying when you do a person like I ain't being cocky. It's like right before they say, <laughs> you know, they, when they, they being about cocky. to say some cocky, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, would they be like, no offense, <laughs> no offense, <laughs> right but, before they offend but, you, right? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Like, no, let's go, go ahead, <laughs> but. but it, the reason I got married was first for support, and okay. then I, we fell in love, and then we, you know we end up going from there. And we end up getting married pretty quickly, by the way. But uh, that yeah, we didn't quick. date for a long time or anything like that. I just knew I I could not I could not not be with him, and I I think that's what drew us closer together because he lived in a different uh, he lived three hours away at the time, and I only saw him on weekends. But I mean, it was like the anticipation, look forward to that weekend to see him and everything like that. And he always delivered that weekend. I mean, he came through. He, I mean, he was phenomenal. It was just like, man, I, if I could just get this support all the time, I'd be so happy. Like, and I mean, he knew I was obviously uh, in love, but 
I still am, you know, so that that works out for us. Man, and I need somebody who wasn't combative, you know. <laughs> like, I wasn't used to, you know, like like Chanel was saying, I didn't really know how to argue and have a healthy argument until after we got married. Because we didn't really argue before, and we, that's, I kind of mm. went crazy when I got pregnant, and hormones all over the place, and we had our first <laughs> argument. And uh, he didn't, he never, like, like took it too far, because he, he just let me go through whatever I was going through. And, I mean, later on, we, we came back and talked about, it, like, this is not how we handle this. Because I didn't know no better. All I know is how my mama argued, how my right. grandma argued, how I saw people argue. So, I would go from zero to 100 real quick. Nah, because fuck you, because you ain't going to do shit. Like, like, this is how I'm arguing. And he like, mm-hmm. what? I mean, what's wrong with let's, you? Like, let's can use we talk? our words. Let's talk right. about it. And, yeah. I, and he just wasn't shit. As soon as, as soon as I got mad, see, you ain't shit. I love, you know, th- this was me. But that's what I saw growing up. And okay. not making a connection consciously that that's why I was like that. But okay. it took a while for me to get it and see it. So, To your okay. point, Tiff, it's crazy because I would go zero to 100 real quick. And when I say I grew up in tough love, if you didn't give me back, that mm. that meant you didn't love me. Wow. So mm. when my husband would just, you know, sit there and be like, you are crazy. <laughs> like, not saying that verbally, right. but just looking like, I don't even know what just happened. Right. And so, you know, I would sit there and then look at him like, whoa, I am crazy. Like, so <laughs> right. after we had a couple of those, I'm like... Oh, you really can talk to people. People want to right. talk to you. You can deal with things a certain type of way. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Exactly. And you realize you didn't need no one to match your energy, mm-hmm. right? Because if you had, if if it was one of them situations to where somebody is constantly matching your energy as you go high, they going high, and you going higher and higher. That's nothing get resolved. Yeah. It gets toxic really quick. Really quick. Right. It, so. it could go right down the line. So, but that's I mean I, that's why I got married. I needed somebody to cover my blind spots uh, to to. To put it all in a nutshell. And he covered them all. We actually took the Myers-Briggs test. I think that's what it's called, right? The test where you kind of match your personalities or whatever. Okay. And uh, everything that I had that was a blind blind spot, like he was, the, he was that person. So like I'm, you know, real flamboyant and crazy, right? And he was like very calm and, and reasonable and thought-provoking and stuff like that. And I was just like, I don't got to think. I'll think later. I'm just going to act now. <laughs> I worry about the consequences later. He was oh. like, no, consequence first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so like, this. I needed that because without him, I'm just in a, a current of electricity, but he's kind of the ground. So Okay. So as a single person, never been proposed to because I ain't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was yo, just saying. Yo bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> damn, see? What you got in that cup? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> damn. See, I didn't lost my I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, I think that if and when that happens for me, because mm-hmm. I would like to be married someday, right. I think that I would probably get married for love. Now, once it evolves, like once I do go down the aisle and, you know, do the whole thing and be married, it may change. It may be some other things that evolve in between that time and getting to know that person. But I think that the first thing would be me being just so in love with this person and just can't see myself without mm-hmm. this person for the rest of my life. So that's what Definitely. why I would get married. I would get married for love. But I do know that, like, on the, on the downer side, a lot of people quite a few people get married out of obligation. Mm, so sometimes people have been raised to take care of their responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you know, a guy finds a girl, they get hot and heavy, girl gets pregnant, then mm-hmm. they have that what they call the shotgun weddings, or hey, well you have to marry this person and they feel pushed together. So it's almost like when you were saying about the uh marriage just early on, 
um, how they are put together, but there is no love there, Mm -hmm. but they're married together because of power or in some cases out of obligation. Right. So I've seen quite a few of those type of marriages, but later on, like the, I feel like it's toxic. It becomes toxic for the children that's involved too, because they don't really see that that merit, that that love, that adoration for the other person. They kind of just see two people going through the motions together. So I yeah. noticed that people do get married out of obligation, but just out of what comfort, security, and you know that's yeah. what I've seen. And too. I think when I had my daughter, it was very important for me. And she's still small, but it's still important for me to, for her to see what love looks like mm-hmm. because you tend to mimic what you've seen growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So. And just subconsciously, I, I I did it, so I know it's a thing, right? And it was important. It's important for me to see her, for her to see a natural, like a healthy kind of love. Like this is what love looks like. Like it's okay for you to, you know, because we hug, kiss in front of her, not go crazy, but you know, <laughs> tell the kids, Mwah. hey, have a good day, Mwah. that type of thing. But it's um, it was important for me to to display that, and so she knows growing up, like okay, this is how my daddy loved my mommy, and this is how you know, I want to be loved or, you know, and she can even, you know, take it to the next step by all means. But I would like for her to at least be able to see what it looks like Mm -hmm. so that she can move forward and and not have this whole obligation or anything else. If if she do decide to get married, when she decides to get married, she might want to paint the rest of life. I don't know. but (laughs) And you you can't fake it. Kids yeah. know. Yeah, kids know. They know if you're Kids know. They can read your energy. They can see if you're just putting on a brave face. And if you're faking that smile, faking that energy, they feel it because they're looking like, yeah, I don't know. I've seen mommy when she's smiling and she's really like having a good time. I've seen dad when he's smiling and having mm-hmm. a good time. But right now it looks, it feels really forced. And sometimes that kid kind of kind of reacts like, okay, I'm not going to get up underneath neither one of them because I don't. I don't know what this energy is because mm-hmm. I don't usually see that. So a lot of times people thinking that kids don't know, mm-hmm. but they are ex- extremely intuitive and they can pick up things that you don't even think that you putting out there. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, our marriage goes through different stages. One of the next stages so, is what? So what about the honeymoon stage? Describe the honeymoon stage for me. We're going to hit it to Chanel. She can <laughs> Chanel. What that look like. <laughs> Like, she like, mm, honeymoon. Huh? Honeymoon stage. So, <clears throat> the honeymoon stage is pure bliss. You are in absolute love. You will, you're eating their shit. They're eating your shit. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You're yeah. just in a shit full of bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really matters. Um, yeah. You guys, I mean, people who just come out the honeymoon phase, I don't know. You're in. You're just on this cloud nine that nobody can take you from. Yeah. Um. But I think it's very crucial during this time to create memories and a foundation that'll get you through the tough times. Mm. Um. This is the time to travel together, to learn new things together, um, to have crazy animalistic sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not just gonna brush past the word animalistic that, that just happened right there. Sound like a good time. But, right. It gave me a goosebump. I'm like, oh, animals. Yeah. She's like, take me to the jungle. She's okay. Like, let me note. She go, Tiff go note that down. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go home like, uh, animalistic, please? Animalistic tonight, right now. <laughs> right. Uh, tiger, go. Um, but after eight years, looking back on the honeymoon phase, 
Um, I would say this is the time really where you need to be telling your truths from time to time. Yeah. I'm not saying lay it all out there at once. Um, but it is the time to be open and honest um, with your husband or your wife and maybe disclose some things that you haven't before <laughs> you guys get married because um, it will soften the blow for later. So, right. um, you know, one of my closest friends, when I was thinking about the honeymoon phase, she's only been married for three years. Um, and then maybe about six months ago, her husband decided he wanted a village of kids and she actually doesn't want any children. Ooh. Um, so right now they're in a really tough spot. And, you know, you get married, you have that honeymoon phase, and then it's like, now you're talking about truths. Mm. So I think throwing that into the mix while everything is still very blissful. Um, but other than that, I mean, the honeymoon phase, it's the best phase. It's you, the best. You yeah. have no worries in the world. Um, for most of us at that time, we don't have any children. So you don't really have any financial right. uh, responsibility anyway. I know for me and my husband, um, we didn't even start sharing a bank account until we had my daughter five years ago. Really? Okay. So, I mean, it was real honeymoon for right. us. We got just... married, but yet, you know, we still going out. We still doing this. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it is that time that there's no care in the world. But I do think from time to time, you need to play a game of have you ever. Yeah. Okay. Like, so to get some of the truths out there, I, I can I, I can hear that. I just think that in the honeymoon stage, the stage as well, we're more open to receive uh, like a harsh truth, right? Because during that stage, like you don't really see flaws like this. So like everybody else mm -hmm. kind of see the flaws and they be like, mm. you know, girl, he might got, I know people, girl, he might got like a little temper problem. We got a little, like a temper. What do you please. mean? Please. No, I don't see it at all. Like, we just yelled at the waitress. I don't know if you saw it or not, but he just yelled at the waitress and threatened to kill her. Like, you didn't see that? I mean, he just did that because, I mean, if your food ain't hot, you gonna, you just going to stand there? So, like, people <laughs> tend to not see what's going, like, the truth until they out of the stage. So, okay. I think that is a good way to sneak some truths in. So, how would you, like, what would you say the, like, a time frame? Like, about how long does a honeymoon phase last? Is it typically, like, a few months? Maybe, like, a year? First it's year? Like first? A, it's like it could be a couple of years, actually. It depends. Like, I mean, sometimes after people have kids, their honeymoon stage is over with after the kids is born because you're not doing as much. You're not traveling as much. You're not going here, not going there. So it could be. But, I mean, I think for a lot of people, it could be a, it could be a couple of years where it's just bliss, you okay. know, and, and just great. And you, you don't see the flaws, you know. And then so, after the honeymoon stage is over, you see the flaws, you be like, well, pick your goddamn drawers up, nigga. I pick them. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> so before you didn't even see the drawers, like, oh, he left his underwear. <laughs> I'll Silly pick guy. these up. Yeah, it's just like, then afterwards, like, oh, nigga, come in and get these drawers. <laughs> I bet you I ain't, I bet you I ain't picking them up. <laughs> you know, so. So can it circle, <laughs> so can that honeymoon phase uh, cycle back around or would it be called something else? Like, what would that something else be? Because I know honeymoon usually is always at the beginning of that marriage. But, like, is it a moment to where after you went through the hard stuff, can it pick back up or just last really long? Mm. Um, I think it can be in cycles. I mean, Chanel can stop me if I'm wrong. I, I think you do go through cycles of the honeymoon stage. And this is where we make these memories and they last for a long time, too. So uh, picking them back up would be kind of replaying those memories of, of why we fell in love in the first place. Okay. You know, you know all, all the fun that we had, all the great stuff that was going on. 
and it tends to maybe pick up every now and then, in my opinion, but, you know. Like when people renew their vows type of thing. Right. I think you, you, you're you able to recreate it. It's not. It's never going to be the same as the beginning. Never. But okay. you can try to recreate it. Because now you <laughs> know too much. Through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. You like, because you, you, it's always going to be in your head, especially, you know, especially with women. We, we'll keep that shit forever. But, yeah. I mean, it's been ingrained in your head. Like, you can create some great time spans, but, I mean... With, with any relationship, it's gonna be a roller coaster. You're gonna go through some some very extreme highs, and you gonna your lows gonna be like shit. I mean, I don't know. We are gonna make it through this shit. I think um, just for me being in relationships, like we like even being single, we do go through honeymoon phases too. At the beginning of the relationship, everything is so new. Right. You still learning about the person. Everything they do is is funny or is interesting, and sometimes when that part. When that part starts to phase out, because you you get the people that are around you like, oh man, do y'all ever argue? Oh, we never argue. We never had <laughs> right. an argument. I've even had him like he be bragging to other people like, oh, we don't we don't argue about anything. We don't disagree about anything. And then after a while, after hearing that so much, it got annoying to me. Like, <laughs> like why don't like do we disagree? And we do disagree. But he would go on and be like, oh, we don't argue about nothing. We don't do. I'll be like, uh, I don't know, because we had a disagreement. And I just agreed to disagree, which is very hard for Aries to do because. Yeah, I feel like I'm right problem. at least 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. It's a so, slight problem that y'all have. I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> I don't think, see, me being right, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> but I mean, once that part kind of fades out, then that's when the hard part starts. And I don't think that we made it through out that, at that, out that phase. Like once that honeymoon part ended, I don't think we were able to survive what came after because I think a lot of stuff started get under my skin a lot of stuff I didn't notice before a lot of the viewpoints that I start to really hone in on like oh, I don't think that way I don't know if I could be with a person that thinks this way or mm-hmm. how this person um, handles certain situations or their viewpoints or their opinions on certain things and how the person I didn't notice the person was more judgy or whatever like things start to get real tough and I was just like yeah no I want out yeah. so it got but it started to take a toll on me first before I was like yeah I don't I don't know if I can do this. I think that's what's important about the honeymoon stage, though. And that's why Chanel was saying to insert some truths yeah. here and there. Because it can be damaging if you're trying to put all those truths out at one time. Right. And, and you know, revealing all this stuff at one time. It's, it's, it, could, it could be crucial. And I think a lot of times if we don't set, like, a nice foundation, it don't take forever either. But to set that nice foundation, we, you don't make it out of those dramatic truths you know what I mean you don't make it out of those oh this is a bombshell I can't make it past it so that's why the foundation is so important to be set because once it's shaken you know one or the other want to bail you can't really do it when you're married I mean you can but it's just like ah do I want to pay all this money to bail (laughs) (laughs) I I actually think honeymoon phases do come back um, Mm -hmm. around and I don't know if I would call it a honeymoon phase but I do think when you're married it's a celebratory phase. So, you know, for me and my husband, after we had my daughter and it was like, oh, she's in her own room. That was yeah. our honeymoon <laughs> phase. It was like, we got to rekindle. Right. I got to re-know who he was. He got mm. to re-know who I was. Um, or, you know, we just bought a home. Mm. And our new honeymoon phase is, we're broke and we're going to bang <laughs> all over this house. Like, I, I, think, <laughs> I think honeymoon phases, they come and go in your marriage when you're celebrating something. Yeah. Like you know, it. you re-look at that person, you look in their eyes and you're like, 
yo, we made it through this. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I mean, and Tiff, you probably know, there's moments where you look like we're not going to yeah, make it through yeah, this. So, yeah. um, honeymoon phases, definitely, they they come and go. Yeah, because you do have, that's good, Chanel, because... And I think it's in the beginning of a lot of marriages. We have that kind of ruffle, or maybe right before the kids or during the time you get the kids. It's that ruffle. It's that hard point for no reason at all. Like, you can't really pinpoint why it's hard, but it just gets hard, and it's really bumpy. But you don't know why the fuck it's happening. So, like, you, you have to be able to get through that part, and which is it's hard. But once you do get through it, it is a big-ass celebration. Like, it's a party, okay? Right, right. Because we're going to have sex outside. It's going to be animalistic. <laughs> I actually got a funny story. It's not necessarily about the honeymoon phase, but it was during the honeymoon time. I remember mm-hmm. me and my husband, we got into our first marital fight. Oh, wow. I'm talking like I done packed up all my stuff. Oh, you about all to leave. All my stuff. The everything. Oh, it's in my car. Oh, Lord. I go to my older cousin's house. I knock on the door. I'm like, I can't do this. We're done. We <laughs> could just get a annulment. We <laughs> You were done, done. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fresh, fresh. (laughs) So how we were talking about that honeymoon phase, yes, I was in complete bliss, but I was in so much love that that one argument was like, Mm. I love you so much that I want to stop this right now because I don't ever want to feel this going forward. Yeah. 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 And my my cousin whose house I went to, she actually wasn't married. She said, you can sleep here tonight and tomorrow you're going back home and don't ever come back here again. See, that's what I'm talking about. You need them good people in your life. Right. Right. Instead of that one to be like, girl, yep, see, I already (laughs) knew it because when he had, when he smirked (laughs) his face, when I had said that thing that time, you remember, uh uh-uh, see, you don't need this. You deserve better. Right, right. Yeah. I I mean, that's that's good good to have those people. Well, my friends are, are terrible what? but i mean <laughs> terrible the fact that they run me back like oh, every okay. time like I, my first argument was similar and like i couldn't breathe like i literally i literally but i didn't know how to fight again like we were having a disagreement <laughs> and i stopped talking i just shut the fuck down but my husband can't take it so after i was silent for like three days he's like all right i'm i'm, I'm leaving then since, since you don't you just don't want to talk at all and like i lost it like i couldn't breathe i was, <gasps> I was calling people like I literally could not breathe, like, and, and I didn't know what that felt like. Maybe I had never been. I, I, I always say I, I must have never been in love because I've never felt that before. Mm-mm. It was, it but was you like felt a being dagger. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I, I was too open. Like I could, I'm like, you gonna leave? You gonna leave? It, me? And it feels like a physical. <laughs> it feels like a physical pain. Like it feels like a, a no, pain no. It don't feel like it's real. It's a, it's a physical. No, well, I'm just saying. What, that's what I'm saying. It feels. You feel it. It's a physical pain. Yeah, like, you really like feeling hurt. Like I'm hurt here mentally, but then I'm like, I'm. It's taking over my body. I don't oh know what to do. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe he ran away from home. I said, Oh hell, you gonna? Oh okay. No, no, no. I, I, I went to go find him, and I got his ass back. Yeah. But <laughs> all that happened. I I literally could not breathe, and I, I I I joke with him about this today, and how he had me open like that. I said, "Do you know I couldn't breathe? I couldn't breathe without you." I thought that was just in the song with Mary J and them be talking, <laughs> Tony Braxton be singing. They told us they can't breathe, and you literally could not breathe. I literally could not breathe. I could have wrote a song, was baby. In shambles. <laughs> you, I, remember, I remember being on the phone with you. Like it was, it was just. I've never yeah. heard that. Like I've never heard that emotion. I've never felt like. You felt that way about anybody ever. And when I called you, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was on the highway. Like, I'm just going to drive to where he is. And you were like, uh, uh, uh just, you okay? The night. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think you should do that. I was like, I can't, I can't you... breathe. I literally could, could not breathe. But you know what? Like, even listening to you, and I was like smack in the middle of my relationship at the time. 
hearing that in that moment, I felt like you was hard. Like you was just like your heart was just breaking in two because you didn't know what was going to be the next phase right. in your relationship. Yeah. But hearing that in your voice, I was a little bit jealous of that moment because I'm like, shit, I don't <laughs> feel like if that was to happen to me in my relationship, I would feel that way. Wow. And I was like, and it had made me start to think and I kind of like slipped into like this little dark you know, part of my brain. Cause I was just like, man, like I want to feel like not that heartbroken part, but like, or right. just, but just have the ability to have my heart open and feel like that for mm-hmm. that person that I was with. And I was just like, Oh, I don't, I don't feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you going through something, it had kind of triggered some stuff for me. So it helped me through, reevaluating what I wanted out of a relationship. relationship. And I wanted to be open in that way to where I felt like that. I like it. I like it. So like when I was going through marital counseling and Chanel, you might agree on this. They said the three, the three, the three things you argue, argue about with your spouse is money, sex and child rearing. Sounds right. Well, the fourth thing was family. You argue about, you know, people close to you. Like your mama or whatever. And too much in relationship. His mom's whatever. But those are the things. And it ended up being accurate. And I think child rearing for my personal relationship, just to be transparent, was the big, you know, argumentative moments. It's because he 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 would raise a child different than I would. You know, I, I got that whole, well, I ain't going to raise no kid like my mama raised me type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he was that whole... Well, I mean, it ain't broken. Don't fix it. You're fine. Raise them the same. Just whoop the kids. And bo- it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not whooping my child. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're going to work through it together, and we're going to figure it out. And he was like, you better spank her because you're getting out of control <laughs> type of thing. So it was like that was our difference. I mean, we, we learned to meet in the middle, but he would have never, and he's not, he wasn't a first-time dad either. So he's going off experience of what worked for him when he was raising his children mm-hmm. and I'm like all kids are different like she's not gonna be the same a because she got a different mama and I'm turned up so of course she's gonna be turned up like she ain't got no choice I'm her mama you know so <laughs> we went through a lot as far as child we could go we can get through money we can get through sex sex you know I'm the one but you know sex was good but it was the it was the animalistic <laughs> ow I'm, I'm going to say that for a long time, Shadell, so it's over with. <laughs> Animalistic. Um, it, was, it was child rearing uh, for us with, uh, with our, our, our primary arguments. So okay. what do you think, Shadell? Definitely finances. Mm. Um, how I talked about earlier about throwing those truths out there. Yeah. Um, I was the wife that was like, oh, I know I said that I owe Sally Mae $10,000. <laughs> But if you add on the interest, I really owe them twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, and so then my husband's like, "What? Like you only you only went to Northern? Like why you owe them? Why you owe them twenty five k? Didn't you run track? Scholarship, right? So now, now you know I got to go back and explain everything. Oh wow! Um, and then also when we first got married, I was in um, transition of a career change, so mm. I didn't have a stable job Hmm. um so those financial responsibilities were on him Hmm. um so financially we we did argue about a lot of things um and it was the first time I ever had to be vulnerable and let somebody take care of me Hmm. besides you know my mom you know I played the 
independent. I get yeah. my own, do what I need to do. Right. And it was like, well, no. Y'all a team. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Miss Independent in America. put this all together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, it was finances. Um, sexually, I think it's it was still so new. That wasn't an yeah. issue. Um, but I will say... I think once you get out of that honeymoon stage, things from your past do start to come up. You and, you know, Tiff, I don't know if you can relate to this, but... Uh-uh. You, don't throw me on the bus. That's <laughs> you're not going to... You know, you may, you, may, you may start getting those hey, big head texts from your ex. Oh, yeah. Like, I can relate. You know, yeah, things like that. So, <laughs> you know, maybe arguing about, well, I knew about such and such and such and such, but mm-hmm. who is Amy? Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, this was a time before social media. So, it was like she actually... She had to text you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ain't no inbox. Right. Yeah, there's no way to be discreet about it. So, um, the, you know, the finances and just the past are things that we we argued about. Now, the hey, big head text that came to his phone or people was texting you? They came to my phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It Honestly, it was like, uh, not, and I didn't talk about this earlier, but after I said I do, I actually completely freaked out. Um, we probably, (laughs) we probably got into three months of being engaged and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I said that because I didn't have a stable career. I had school debt. I had credit card debt. Um, you know, I was like, oh my God, do I still love any of my exes? Um, and I was basically deflecting everything not to get married because in that moment I didn't know if I was enough. So, um, it was like all those all of my insecurities came back after the honeymoon phase okay. and was straight in my face. Mm. So I not only had to tackle them on personally, I had to tackle them on in a new marriage. Mm. Mm. Okay. Ooh, that, yeah, you're right. That's intense. And I, that was good. <laughs> well, my question, my question is, so even after your I do's, um, you get into the marriage, you've been in for about a couple of years or so. Is there anything that you found out after being married that you did not know about that about your spouse prior to. Ooh, silence. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I was just trying to... Um, I don't... I think for me, maybe I didn't know that my husband was actually um, hot-headed or um, he had a temper. And actually, Tanisha, you know, he is an Aries. So, (laughs) we are great people. And because he had always been so patient, Mm. the first time that I really saw him lose it, I think for me, that that was the only thing where I was like, oh my God, like this is who you can be if I get you to that point. And it scared the shit out of me. I Did never, it scare you to turn you on at the I, same time? No. no. It scared oh, the hey, shit out of me. Sometimes no. it turn you on too. You know? Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just scary all together. Like, like it was so scary, like I ain't packed my shit up. Like, I just. I'm going to go sit there. down. <laughs> right. Um, but, but there was no, nothing that I didn't that blinded me that was just the only thing it was like oh, oh. You, you got this side too yeah like, I've never yeah. seen that part Ever. of you <laughs> yeah I, I think yeah when we blow up we get it gets like a scary moment like you don't even know what you're doing in that moment to where like okay I'm raging 
And mm-hmm. I don't even know how to even stop it. Once I'm going, I'm like, I just need to just finish. Yeah. And then it just, all right. So, hey, so let's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy. But what about you, To Like, what, did you learn anything new? Yeah, I think for me, the most. That you didn't know before, though. Yeah, the most alarming. Well, my husband's he's divorced. And I think what I didn't know before is some of the insecurities that were still lingering from his previous relationships okay. that would kind of spill over into into our relationship. So like it was like small triggers that like I wouldn't have known that was a trigger until after we started talking and it was like, "Well, what, what, why does that upset you so much?" So like we had to unravel everything to know that well, this is where, you know, his his ex-wife may have said, and that's what led to this, and that's how it led to, you know, the divorce and so on and so forth. So I did not, there was a lot of insecurities that needed to be unraveled. And once you've been, I think, you know, for, especially for guys, you know, once you've been hurt, like, to your core type of thing, it is very hard to, you know, just open up all the way and to, to leave all that hurt in the past. It's very difficult. And like I had to kind of pry through a lot of that, you know, junk and garbage to get to that. I used to always make a joke with him, like, "Let me make my own mistakes." Like I don't care what she did. Like I, blame me when I do it. Like don't blame me because she did it. Like I don't want to hear that. So um, once I made that joke, I think he started to to try to think about it first. Like, is it because you are saying this that's pissing me off, or is it because somebody else said this and this is what it triggered? Now I'm pissed off. And once we begin to work through those little small, little 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 tedious things, that's what it was. That I mean, that's maybe what I I didn't know. And if if I could give anybody advice, I would say to kind of kind of know those icebergs beforehand because they will come up as you sell them along. You gonna hit one of them icebergs, and as you know, icebergs peak from the top, not the bottom. So you don't know how far that went. So we had to kind of chip away at it before we could. Okay. Uh, be able to kind of move forward. So the only person that can speak to the whole seven year itch part would be Miss Chanel that's been married for eight years now. So what's what is seven that, year itch? What's that seven year itch like when you get to the point where you already been with this person, y'all have already spent your day in, day out, does you know, when things start to get kind of stale or kind of slow down a little bit, like is is things still spontaneous? Do you all still, you know, like just or is know. it a myth? Is it like yeah. really not a seven year itch? Right. Okay. We're so. gonna answer that question when we come back for part two of this episode. So listen in for part two. I know you guys have been glued for part one, and we appreciate Chanel. She's gonna come in for part two and tell us all about the seven year scratch uh, or itch. Uh, Scratch you. When we come back, Tanisha B, (laughs) how can they reach us to tell us about this episode? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas. Stomp your left, right, left, combat divas.